to another episode of TWSS. That's what she said with Zach. And Nicole. Awesome. <laughs> another it's- fabulous night with a fabulous co-host. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you've been giving me so many compliments in the past like week, into, week or two that I had to like Show some love tonight. Oh, okay. To okay, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I, I, I'm here for it. Um, I just want to say before we start, real quick, uh, thank you to everyone who listened to our last episode with Skylar Schuler. Um, oh, yeah. It's one of our top played podcasts. And if you're new here, welcome to the family. If you're listening to for the first time, uh, we welcome you to this. Uh, podcast mismatch thing that we've got going on. I our know. crazy, um, our crazy life here. Uh, our crazy TWSS. life here. <laughs> um, but we hope you enjoy it. Um, and Nicole, do you have anything to say before we kick off? No, you pretty much said it all. We're very thankful for those who listened to our episode with Skylar Schuler. We were very. I can't even express how blessed we were to get him on. Um, that's my little sappy moment. It was truly a blessing for someone who we've looked up to for the past couple of years, someone who we've always followed on Twitter and who we referenced so much, other well, him and Brandon Davis and the Diz Insider. So it's been it was an amazing opportunity to get somebody like him onto the episode and share his insight to Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, everything that we were able to ask him. He was such an amazing guest. So before I ramble on, um that's all I have. And now going into the episode, we are going to start off strong. And I do mean strong like oh, Thor. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, um, okay, so obviously we have to talk about WandaVision. Um, episode 7, I will say, I will um, start off with that. We got the Agatha Harkness. We don't have to go in detail with that one if you don't want to, but all I will say is we got the, we finally got the Agatha Harkness reveal that we've been waiting for for about seven weeks, or no, six weeks, seven episodes. Um, we got that reveal. Is there anything you want to touch on that before I go into episode eight? Because episode seven did just reveal that we kind of got the back, we didn't get her background yet, but I want to know your thoughts on that reveal. Uh, loved it it was it was obviously like you know a tv show is doing it right where a song like that comes out and it becomes <laughs> number one on the charts for like soundtracks like you you know they're doing something right so i i was all for it i loved it really enjoyed it um it's a fun little little play um, we all expected doing it amazing yeah, we all expected it, but uh, yes. I'm glad we got to see it. Um, are we talking about episode eight in total or just that moment? Um, I would say in total as kind of like a brief synopsis of how we okay. felt. We haven't gone there yet, but <laughs> anything I, I want. So anything else you want to touch up on on episode seven with the Agatha Harkness reveal? Because that was the main kind of core feeling of the episode. Yeah, um, it was it was it was great. It. It was kind of sad because I don't feel that episode was particularly strong compared to the others, but it was something I needed to see. I'll disagree, but we'll get into that later after episode eight. Um, 
No, I agree. Um, the Agatha Harkness reveal was something that it was coming. It was something that was theorized before the show started. Agnes, Agatha Harkness, everyone was wondering. And then, um, I think I, dex- I, did, I, don't know. I definitely texted you that I screamed. And it was only because of the reveal, because of how, like, I don't want to say it was melodramatic, but it was definitely something that, like, an only a Catherine Hahn, WandaVision Marvel-esque type of way of how they would reveal her like that. And then the theme song came along, and it was everything I didn't know I needed for a Marvel show, which is what I think sets it apart from every other project that Marvel has done. Um, but with that being said, going into episode eight, um, anything else you want to touch up on before we do, before we dive into the episode eight world of Wanda's grief? No. Um, so I, I don't know how you want to touch up on episode eight because that was such a, I don't want to, it was a turning point. I will say, okay. It was a turning point for, for us to see. Everything from the beginning of Wanda, where she started out with, and I'm so unintentionally happy that we did get to see that backside of her, Pietro, and her parents, because she talks about it in Ultron. Everything leads back to Age of Ultron. She talks about how, or Pietro talks about how Stark's bomb, they waited two days under a bed because they didn't know it was going off. And I'm so happy that we got to see that play out in a storyline on this show, because that's been what about five years in the making mm-hmm. just about um i think Wanda. i think age of ultron came out in like 15 um 2014 or 2015 but so starting out that for with that scene with seeing her oh and we got to see katherine Hunt or Ag- agatha harkness's background which is phenomenal we got to see how she came into all that ability and then leading into that she starts okay let's see where your grief has started because we know where my grief is but how did you create this place and we knew we knew Wanda created the place she just I think she suppressed she definitely suppressed how she created it um but I want to know your thoughts on the beginning of the episode how we see Agnes's background going into Mini Agnes Wanda. Agnes's background was fantastic because it. I was. I was expecting it. I was hoping that they would go with Salem and the witches yes. front. I was hoping they would go that direction. So and I'm glad I really it was enjoyed before that. the finale. I'm glad we right. got it one step before because then it leads into something major. But sorry, continue. So I really enjoyed that. I felt episode eight was a stronger episode than episode seven. I still think okay. in the grand pantheon of WandaVision, episode seven is a weaker episode. Um, I probably put it up there with episode one because you're not sure exactly what was going on in episode one. And so I'd put it up there in a sense. I just didn't think it was a particularly strong episode. However, episode eight was fantastic. Um, what the whole backstory I really enjoyed going back. I loved the exploration of Wanda's grief and how she was dealing mm-hmm. with it. Um, and I think it's put into question with chaos magic, whether Wanda really knows what she's doing. And I think this whole idea of, oh, she's being controlled, I think has sort of been 
downplayed in episode eight and it's more been it's they're alluding to the fact that wanda has the ability to do it what the reason why i love episode eight so much now though is the fact that this now opens the floodgates for mutants in the end yes and i was going to say that that's what I enjoyed about episode eight was finally we are calling Wanda Maximoff Scarlet Witch. And that's where we start heading towards great territory. Because up until this point, we've known who she is, but it's been an unsaid rule in a way. And now that we they have the intellectual property to finally say it, now we can really start expanding on things and start really tying things together. So... I was a huge fan of that. I felt um, White Vision at the end was a fantastic play. I applauded when I saw that. I thought that was a fantastic, well-played moment by Marvel. Um, So episode eight was was great for me because now I see the floodgates are starting to open with different ideas. Um. My only hope is that following episode nine and other series that Marvel's going to create, we continue with this weird and wonderful side of Marvel where it's not just about action scenes, but it's about character. And I think understanding more about characters is the way forward. I think that's where DC is weak compared to Marvel in sort of the exploration of one's character. Although I think DC earlier on, like 2000 and what, like eight dark Knights kind of stuff that has a great exploration of character. But um, I think Marvel's really starting to consider things like consequences and sacrifice and, and, and love and grief and, um, all the things that you realize that although they're superheroes, they are human and they're dealing with human emotions at the same time. So I'm interested interested to see that. Um, but yeah, episode eight was great for me because I, I liked where it was it was going. We got the explanation, obviously, that Agnes was in control, but also Agnes is trying to figure out alongside us what is happening. And... I think I think it was a very well-written episode mm-hmm. and pointed towards things I think there's going to be great um potential in the future. So yeah, I that's agree. my thoughts on. <laughs> um okay. So I completely agree with everything you said. I have no argument, nothing. Um I will say my only my thoughts on this episode were that um, my favorite episode is still the the fake Pietro reveal. I think that was something that I think that's the best turning point I've seen in this show so far in total. Um, was the was Evan Peters coming in? Um, episode eight gave me everything I needed to know so far about Wanda's background just seeing the grief she's gone through because we we as an audience know what she's gone through but we haven't seen her inner self we haven't seen how much she's actually been hurting since she's actually lost her parents since she lost her brother like we've seen it kind of through um at the end of Age of Ultron we saw it kind of in Civil War but like it hasn't really been touched upon because there's so many other characters that were 
more of the point of focus. Like she has that one talk with Vision and with with um, Cap, but we don't really get to see her grief because no one's really like talking to her about her grief. Um, and then we see her, and this all leads to a point of mine for this episode. And then we see her lose Vision, and at the end of Endgame, she's kind of looked over. Um, she has that one moment with Hawkeye where she explains like, "Oh yes, there there are where they're talking about." not envision and kind of like that background sense of a third person saying like they know we won they know we're we are here um I do like that with this episode we see the stages of everything we see her with her as I said before we see her with her parents and how everything actually happened instead of just like hearing the story of when it's spoken about in Age of Ultron with Pietro I like that we get to see um when she first gets affected by the Mind Stone or by um, the tesseract. the Space Stone, the Tesseract, mm-hmm. when she's first affected, but then we see the Mind Stone come into play. And there are theories, which I do agree with, that um, the Scarlet Witch, quote-unquote, does is that that's who she sees in the Mind Stone, which is where she gets the abilities from. Mm-hmm. And then when you and I, what I thought was crazy was when they look back at it, when Hydra looks, because you you do like low-key know it's hydra that she's working with um even though they say it's like an organization for orphans and their test oh, no, they, subjects they, they say in the show that it's it's a terrorist organization they straight up yeah say but they it. don't say who it is they just they right, hint right. at it that's a terrorist organization they don't say it's hydra which we know it's hydra yeah. um but with that being said i like that we get to see the background of one minute she's standing and then the next she's on the ground so like they didn't get to see her being affected by it but we know as an audience and she knows that she was somehow affected by it but they can't tell which i loved seeing that um and then we again like just going through all the stages of her life and then she breaks in a sword or doesn't doesn't really break in a sword but she comes in and she's just like she's a she's grieving she's a grieving her the love of her life is on the table and that is where i i broke for this episode um it, it was heartbreaking seeing her staying at the glass looking down at vision because she's standing there and she sees the love of her life just in bits and pieces and then the one line that did get me was i can't feel you anymore because referencing back to infinity war you she says all i feel is you um for the just for those who don't remember that um it, it was a very heartbreaking episode. I will say that that is the moment that I did cry because you feel helpless and she feels hopeless because she's like, I want him to be with me, but I just, it's not him. And then I did like the reveal of seeing how she breaks out into as the Scarlet Witch. She creates this whole world. So it was nice seeing, um, and I don't know if you saw the theories that Vision chose Westview because of WV, WandaVision. And Westview, um, <laughs> um, I caught that That's on TikTok a couple. That's a stretch. Yeah, I caught. I I think it's genius because I caught that That's on TikTok that people were that he that he saw because of the initials. Um, I think, in all, I agree with you that this was such a this was a turning point for this show. Genuinely, this was. The moment that we see her grief and where she's coming from and how much she's withheld it within herself. And 
my I'm gonna say my hope, which is what I want to get into next. My hope for episode nine is just and okay, so with the Scarlet Witch comment, I do want to say that at the I think that was such a brilliant way to end the episode was Catherine Hahn's Agatha Harkness saying, um, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was you you are in chaos magic which you are considered the Scarlet Witch. And I love that we end on that because it's such a powerful note leading into the finale. And now I think, I still don't think we've seen her, um, Wanda at her full potential. I think episode nine, we will dabble into it. I think it's going to come out. But I think Doctor Strange and the multi, um, Multiverse of Madness is where we will actually see her full powers. I don't, I think episode nine, we will see a part of it but I don't think it's going to be completely out there um and I and I will say this going into episode nine which is something I wanted to discuss with you um in regards to what do you think episode what do you think the finale will bring um I want to say my piece and see if you agree with me okay and just see like what what you think about it because I know you Mm -hmm. might have different thoughts um I've been do- okay. I have genuinely been doing a lot of thinking about this episode in the past week, even before episode eight came out, because um, there was a <laughs> even even the director we just discussed this beforehand saying Paul Bettany kind of dug a hole for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think episode nine will bring as many cameos as people wish. Mm-mm. I don't think that we're going to get Magneto. I don't think that it's. I think it's too early to bring in those kind of X-Men characters, even though we did get Evan Peters. Um, but I think he had a purpose in the show. Evan Peters as fake Pietro had a purpose to kind of mess with her head and kind of as Agnes is doing. I don't think I would be surprised. I would just say I would be surprised if Michael Fassbender, Sir Ian McKellen showed up, but I don't think we'll get Magneto I think that this episode will wrap up a lot of things for us. I don't particularly think we'll get Mephisto. I think Agatha Harkness is the main villain. I think it'll be a showdown between her and Wanda. I think something will happen to the kids, maybe, but I don't know. Um, I think it's going to be Vision versus Vision. White Vision versus our normal Vision. Um, And I will take this back. I don't think... I think we will get a a tiny scene with Doctor Strange. I think he will show up in an after credit. I don't think he will be part of the actual episode. I think he will be a... Because you know how in after credits, for anyone who's a Marvel fan, after credits kind of bring introduction to the next major kind of film or production that this piece will be in. And I think with WandaVision, I think Doctor Strange will show up in the after credit for kind of just like a 30 second thing. I don't think it's going to be completely major as I was expecting it to be in the last 15 minutes of the show. Um, But yeah, that's just my thought. I think it's just going to be a kind of wrap up of everything that's happened. I would be surprised if we got any major kind of cameo because I feel like it's just not that kind of finale. And they have stated that it's going to be kind of like an emotional roller coaster. So I think something's going to happen where we lose vision or she's going to have to choose to keep that place or lose it for 
the multiverse but that's just my piece I could be wrong I know I'm probably wrong and I'm gonna lose another bet on Friday but you know what <laughs> I am still confident that we will get something of Doctor Strange that's like my only hope okay um so I've seen things that say that the aerospace aerospace engineer thing hasn't been revealed yet we haven't seen who this individual is going to be so yeah. let's just pin that on the board as okay. far as Doctor Strange, I agree with you. I think Doctor Strange will be involved in the last 15 minutes. I know from... You think last comic- 15? You don't think after credit? I think maybe after credit. But I think I think the point is that Doctor Strange will register Wanda's power. But in the comic books, Doctor Strange doesn't believe in chaos magic. He doesn't believe it's real. Yeah. So I think he'll notice there's a strong power source but won't recognize it as chaos magic not until he comes full head to head with it possibly in doctor strange madness of the multiverse so that's my hypothesis i think that he'll notice but he won't register what it is until possibly until until um that book is opened and what are, all the secrets and spells are released and that's probably what then kind of awakens Doctor Strange to Westview and the power source that's going on there. Um, and I do have to cut in real quick on that because a lot of people, sorry, um, this was another thing before I lose it in my train of thought. There were two things in that in that basement that people were noting, that there was that helmet-like um, silhouette in mm-hmm. her basement, which is the M, which could either be House of M or it could be Magneto. So that's another thing. That's why I'm not like completely taking out Magneto of the equation. But I'm not like, I'm not placing another bet saying that Magneto will come in because I know for a fact that that's definitely a 50-50. It's still a good shot, but I don't think it's completely going to happen. I would be surprised if they brought one of them back, but I wouldn't be. Um, and the two you said the book that is that's another thing is that the apparent supposedly theories say on TikTok and on Twitter that that is the book that went missing from Doctor Strange's library from that so I wouldn't be surprised if that also draws him in to Westview because we still have that magnet up maybe who knows maybe he's the only one who could also take it down and bring everyone out of that spell that could also be a good possibility well, Doctor Strange Sorry. borrows powers from other beings who have stronger abilities. So, in that case... Do you case, think he could take it from Wanda or he could take it no, from somebody else? No, I don't think he's strong enough to beat Wanda at that. I, I don't think, think anyone's to, strong I, enough. I, I don't think I, anyone is. I think he'd is. have to <laughs> siphon energy from another being t- in order to take down Wanda. The, the point is that is, is Wanda in complete control of her abilities or will episode nine kind of cause a rift in space and time which will then open up the multiverse is what we're kind of hoping for um but with that being said do we think that and i keep interrupting you but do we think with that being said do you think that she will cause a rift trying to keep her family together or trying to merge both visions maybe she thinks that merging both of them or trying to recreate vision will cause well, a rift she, because now we have still, white vision right but she still hasn't come into contact with white vision 
That is true. In, in her mind, in her mind, it's still vision, but she doesn't even know. Vision is not even a, a main focus right now. It's more Obviously, vision, vision, and and um, and Darcy are on a wild escapade, but it's not. It's not on Wanda's mind right now. Yeah. Even as far as like the kids. I think Wanda even knows the kids aren't real. But she's just holding I, on to them. I, I think I think the point is, you know, are the kids a figment of Agnes? Are the kids a figment of Wanda? Uh you know, like you said, you put up the idea of Wanda choosing between vision versus um the children. The kids. But remember, Wanda made vision. Like the vision we're seeing isn't real. Yeah. So Wanda knows that that's not real either. So white vision is a whole new thing. It's her vision. White vision is her person. White it's vision just... is not hers. White vision is powered by her power, but white vision is not hers. White vision. But what I'm is, saying is, is that Project being Cataract. is yes, but that being is, is still. Her. But the being, the the figure is still the vision she knew, but just it's a different mindset. It's not a different... It's been built by Hayward. It's powered by Wanda's power, but it's been built by Hayward. I don't think it's Wanda's... It's not Wanda's vision at all. And that's why in the comics, people talk about white vision as having less emotions compared to real vision. Because remember, real vision is made from Tony. Yeah. Tony made real vision or, or Ultron made what no Tony made Tony real Tony created so, Jarvis but Wanda's vision Wanda's powers created the vision. vision Ultron right. tried to create that that vision of himself right. in that body but Wanda really finished the creation. Right, exactly. So that's that's all the more reason why there's a connection between Wanda and Vision because it is her. So I think in the sense, Wanda will feel a special connection possibly to white vision, but it's not her vision. It's not the same individual. It's Hayward's yeah. creation. Um, so that's a question. And we know from comic book covers and things like that, that white vision and Wanda, Scarlet Witch, Wanda go on adventures and, and do stuff. So... Obviously, there's the potential of an expanded universe in that sense. Um, I think the main thing is, is how does Wanda destroy Agnes? How does that work? Or is Agnes going to continue to be an entity in the MCU? Honestly, I'm just very... um, Because I've been asked this question a few times. I've been asked, what do you think is going to happen in the finale? Um, what do you think? What's your hope for the finale? And I've just been telling people, and you know me, I'm very like hopeful of everything. I give, I I give optimistic answers, but for this finale, I said genuinely, I have at this point, I really don't know where they're going. I genuinely don't know if they're going towards um, multiverse, if they're going to create the. I mean, the mutants are pretty much kind of created I guess we haven't really seen anything but theory is that with her expanding that Westview world is that she created mutants that's been the biggest theory out there right now is that they're all now mutants um 
I particularly don't know or think that that's, I mean, I do think that that's a possibility, but I don't know if that's how it's going to happen. Um, I think the multiverse of madness is more of a better luck to open that kind of portal and floodgate for the mutants. But I think with this finale, I'm kind of going into it with an open mind. Like I told you a few days ago, I'm not, I'm not trying to keep on to hope of the theories I've had other than Doctor Strange, which everyone knows I'm very adamant about that. I would flip my shit if he came on the show for at least like, at, at least 10 seconds. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of going into it with an open mind. I don't want to be disappointed, let down, because I was very let down when John Krasinski didn't come out. But well, that's that's your fault, and that's the thing. I know that's, it's my that's, it is my fault, and I blame myself. I'm not I'm not blaming you specifically, but I'm blaming fans in general. I think fans work themselves up into a tizzy about something, um, which naturally is going to happen. But and- right, but obviously these writers have a better idea of what they're trying to do. Absolutely, and I think another thing another thing that reason why i enjoy wandavision so much is because it's such a departure away from the culture that has been surrounding marvel for so long it's very much the writers using the characters to tell their own unique story and i think that's more interesting than trying to place it in comic book history or adaptations from comic books or just to give fans fan service, I think it's a lot more interesting. Yes, it does tackle subjects and point towards interesting characters. Like now we have Spectrum, you know. Mm-hmm. Now we're possibly going to get our Scarlet Witch that we've been waiting years for, you know. Now we got White Vision that's going to be a whole different dynamic. So I think it's opened the floodgates for new characters and obviously it's going to expand. But... I like the fact that it's new and it's different and it's fresh and it's not the same action scenes over and over again. We've trying something new. So yeah. I think everyone just, just sit back and enjoy the freaking ride. Like, why are you trying to add extra height onto it? Just let it be what it is, you know? We can freak out with Falcon and the Winter Soldier because we've got characters that we know and love, but... I think this is such an important step for Marvel going forward because we're experimenting with something that we never actually got before. We're actually looking at characters and storylines and seeing that we've been wanting to know about for the past. Exactly. Especially, yeah. I love that. And again, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but I definitely love, um, again, my favorite thing about this show because I have been such a Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff fan for years since Age of Ultron came out. She's probably been my my favorite character um, just because there's so much background to her. And I think the fact that we are getting that in this show, it's not just like kind of show face that we're bringing in these cameos and everything. Because I feel like these cameos, the people that they're talking about, like if we brought in Michael Fassbender and John Krasinski, if we brought in Serene McKellen, that, that would take away from the show. It would take away from Wanda's story. And this show is about... Wanda's story and how she's grieving and she lost everything literally everything like she wasn't even able to bury the love of her life so I think that the fact that people are kind of like pissed off and saying like we should have gotten this this like I completely agree with you and I'm never one to really sit back and relax with anything Marvel but I'm hoping 
that we do get this episode out before episode nine because I want people to enjoy and just watch episode nine. Just go into it with an open mind, open heart. Don't have any expectations because I'm not having expectations going in. I'm kind of just watching it. I'm going to go and watch it, going into it and watch as a fan, but also someone who wants to see the end of the show go out with a bang. I wanted to have a great conclusion, bring everything together that we've been hoping for, bring in Scarlet Witch's powers, bring in an end for maybe Paul Bettany's character, unless he comes back and I'm not even thinking about him coming back in future episodes. I just want his character to have that silver lining moment that maybe, I don't know, just something that brings his character to justice more. Even, even if, even if, WandaVision yeah. does not open the floodgates for Doctor Strange Madness of the Multiverse. Can we just oh, enjoy it for what it is? <laughs> Can we just exactly. enjoy WandaVision for what it is? I, 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 I'm getting rather sick and tired of the, the community in some ways of trying to add extra stuff to it. Because, like, yes, I get it. There's, there's a lot of crazy things that Marvel have been able to do. I do agree, and the potential is there. But I think, can we just enjoy this thing for what it is? Like, it's freaking amazing. No, I, agree. I mean, it's it's captured the hearts of so many different people to the point where I've one single more... song went top of the charts yeah. for almost a week. Like, think about how crazy that is. It's gripped the entire nation. So, why don't we just enjoy it for what it is? Let it go at the bang. Hopefully, it does do something fantastic like we kind of hope it will do but let's stop adding extra stuff into it saying oh it's going to be a bust if we don't get this person if it doesn't have dr strange i'm going to be upset like who cares like really because at the end of the day dr strange is its own thing yeah. you know that movie is its own thing whether it ties into the series or not is not that important what is important is can we just enjoy this series for what it is because it's really opens the floodgates from some tremendous stuff think about the potential now for hawkeye when we get that yeah i mean who knows what i'm saying like yeah who knows what hawkeye is gonna do but i think the fact that we got such a great character study in wandavision so far the potential for hawkeye is immense with a character that for for most people is so low on their ranking that I think he doesn't get the respect he deserves, obviously. I mean, sometimes I disrespect him on this podcast, but I think that that opens the floodgates for something really interesting with that series, whatever it's going to do. So just just back off, man, and just enjoy this thing for what it is. We may never see, get something like this again. That baffles my mind because, honestly, I mean, you've known this since the beginning of our friendship. I've always been a Hawkeye fan because I am, I always root for the underdog. In general. That's the only thing I'm going to say about that. Um, Hawkeye, I agree with you. Um, I mean, and I know that this is what you just discussed, but who knows what that will lead into? Who knows what his his show will open up for everything, could open up Young Avengers, could open up, I mean, we get Kate Bishop, we get characters we didn't know we would end up with literally 10 years ago. Like, we didn't know we would get all these kind of series. We didn't even know we could possibly get House of M. We didn't know we could get a multiverse. We didn't even think that was possible 10 years ago when Robert Downey Jr. opened up the multiverse, when he opened up the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I agree with you. Allow WandaVision to be what it is. If, and I'm saying a big if, if we do get Doctor Strange, last 30 seconds, last credit, whatever it is, he comes in and just says one word, I... 
I would be satisfied. But you know people are going to nitpick that episode. People are going to be like, oh, we should have gotten more of this. We should have gotten this character. I completely agree. Shut up. Let's, <laughs> shut up. Let's, I just want to tell you straight up. Shut up. No. Just shut up. Because at the end of the day, we have just witnessed a writer and a director absolutely crush it. This for, show has for been what? nine weeks straight has absolutely crushed it. It every episode has been tantalizing. I mean, yeah, when you when you look at the list, there are some episodes I personally love more than others. But at the end of the day, this has gripped me that I wake up at five o'clock in the morning every day and watch this thing. Every you know Friday, I'm up at five o'clock in the morning to watch this thing. That's insane. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, you're up earlier than me. Okay. Um, so what I was going to say was, it, it's funny because going into this show, you were very critical of it. And you can't even deny it. You were very like, I don't know if I like the show. I don't know how it's going to be. Before and now the show, you're- I will say straight up right now in this podcast, I would, I will say it. Before the show started, I was skeptical because I was like, I don't know oh, how TV skeptical. history is going to work in this thing. The first episode, I was like, I don't know, because to be honest, I'm not a huge, I, I have no real exposure to I Love Lucy. So that's yeah. my bad. But Bewitched, I was like, show. oh, I know this. I know Bewitched. And so as I started going into it more and more and more, I was like, oh, this is fun. As soon as we got to the Malcolm in the Middle episode, because I grew up on freaking Malcolm in the Middle, I was like, I recognize this for what it is, you know? Yeah. And then with the Modern Family episode, I died. Every, like, that was a freaking funny episode. Yeah, so that was good. I, I, I really enjoyed the whole tv aspect of it as we got further into it and in fact it got to a point where those episodes like episode i think four when we first get into color when we first meet when we first meet um monica rambo episode two when we get into monica rambo's like the 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 blip and everything I really didn't oh, like the four. episode. Yeah. I really didn't like the episode because I was used to the, the TV series and I wanted to see more of that. So, And that was know, heartbreaking to learn changed. why... That was very heartbreaking to learn why it was going through the decades because her background, her she loved... She loved those as a kid. So seeing like that in episode eight, that kind of broke me too. Cause I was like, oh my God, she's doing this because this is what she grew up on. She learned, she knew this. Like that's why it was changing because she grew up on those generational shows. Um, I, I just, the only thing I have left to say about this show is that I think they've done such a phenomenal job. I think Elizabeth Olsen Paul Bettany and Katherine Hahn all deserve Emmy nominations. They deserve Emmy winnings. I think that this show should not be overlooked. I think Emma, I think Elizabeth Olsen and Katherine Hahn have given the performances of not a lifetime, but I think they've given everything they have into this show. And that's why I didn't say a lifetime. I think that they've given such emotional and raw performances that I I would be kind of disappointed if they were not given nominations at least for the show at least like best actress and best supporting i disagree okay i disagree i think elizabeth elizabeth olsen really showed her range in episode eight but i'm still not convinced 
Although I I haven't seen the movie she was in as a child, but for the most part, I'm still not convinced that she's in the same stratosphere as other actresses. I think that a, another movie or hopefully a, a, a more in-depth character study would get us there. I think Catherine Hahn has shown for years that she is yes. one of, if not the pinnacle. She's up there with Toni Collette for me, where... She nails every role, but continues to be overlooked by people. And I think now has really been the shot that people are like, oh, we should pay attention to Catherine Hahn. I think that she's on... Which is sad, but she's done such a phenomenal job of every role. Which is true. And even Catherine Hahn has noticed that she's always been in, in those roles where people often overlook her and her ability um, because they cast her in as the best friend or... The one in the background, and so she she's really always a shone. Supporting character, yes. Right, she she really shone in this series, but I I I think that her star star is now on the rise because people are starting to take notice of her, and I think she'll have a great movie coming in the next couple of years that will really get to see her chops. But I'm not convinced with Elizabeth Olsen, to be honest with you. No, that's fair. I'm, again, and this is for us to agree or disagree and discuss it. Um, so I do want to say before ending on this note and going into the next subject, um, I want to do something fun, though. Um, okay. Going into episode nine, mm-hmm. I want to know what you think you're going to feel after the episode. And then I want us to look back at this. And discuss it for the next episode because obviously the next episode we'll have already watched episode nine. We'll watch the finale. I want to know what you think you will feel, what the rating is you want to already give it, um, if, unless you don't want to give a rating. But I want to know, I guess, your hope, your theory, and what you think your reaction will be to the episode. Which I know it's My it's ho- it's a it's a long shot, but I just I I think it'll be interesting to look back on next week. My hope and my reaction are, are one and the same. I hope that I'm thrilled and relieved at the end. And I think I will be in the sense of I'll be relieved that, wow, I just watched an amazing television show that gripped me for, for nine weeks. You know, I, I, I'm hoping that I will feel that sense of catharsis, like, oh, this is over. But I'm hoping that I will be thrilled because the fact that I applauded with White Vision in episode eight points me to the idea that there's another play that they have yeah. that's going to really make me feel something mostly in a positive way than a negative way so that's what i'm going for rating i'm not gonna rate what i think mm-hmm. it's gonna be because i you know you know me i'm i don't yeah do that but i i do think that it's going to open the floodgates to something that i didn't think before um or at least point towards maybe the villain who's who's on the way, who's coming, that we might see in a little bit in Spider-Man or even... Yeah, I'm hoping... Listen, if I got a Galactus thing <laughs> at the end of this, I would freak out. 
that's that for me would be the height of it. Or if I got like a Silver Surfer thing where i got like maybe the board in his foot you know what i mean something like that then i'd be like mm-hmm. oh this is insane but i really don't think i don't expect that i just really want to go into it like you go into it knowing that this is episode nine and we know that the rumor is it's going to be 50 minutes right so i think i don't want to hype it up because it could be 15, 50 minutes of trash and it could be 50 minutes of glorious television. It's really a toss-up. That's just the way I see things. I mean, my my hope is and my expectation is it's going to be good television, but it could equally be, you know, 45 minutes of crap and five mm-hmm. minutes of pure gold. You know, it could mm-hmm. be that. You never really know. So... um I don't have any big expectations or anything. Again, if you were talking bucket list for me, I hope we get some sort of X-Men thing. If I'm talking bucket list, you know, that's where my head is at and has been for the last three weeks that Mm -hmm. we get some sort of X-Men reveal, some sort of nugget of the X-Men. Um... But yeah, I, I really don't know. And then with Deadpool 3, right? Which yeah. is on the way. I think that will really open the floodgates for X-Men. So maybe it's a Deadpool reveal or something like that. Then I would be like, okay, we're really piecing this thing together. But again, that's bucket list. That's not even close in my mind. Um... But I'll get back to you on that one because I kind of I'm I'm preparing to read House of M in the next few days, and I'm hoping that that will open up some sort of nuggets with episode nine for me to be like, oh, I see where this is going, you know. I get you. I'm just I'm 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 processing your thoughts. Um, no, I agree. I've been wanting to. I actually discovered a comic book shop down here, so I kind of want to purchase House of M um, and read more up on Wanda slash Scarlet Witch's backstory to kind of understand everything about her and then read into um, the upcoming shows slash movies we're about to get, like Doctor Strange. I really want to read into his comics, but I mostly want to read the X-Men and kind of get more into House of M, get more into... um, the Avenger comics and just see what Secret Invasion, Secret Wars kind of get more into my knowledge about everything, um, which I plan to do kind of in the next couple months. Um, but speaking of the episode, so going into it, I agree with you. I kind of want to, I don't want to give a rating um, because it could go either way. I know episode eight, in my mind, I had a, like eight out of ten. Um, I will say action-wise, Wait, I... Before- so Go ahead. episode seven had a higher rating than episode eight for you. What did I say for episode seven? Well, you were saying episode seven you felt was better was a great episode. Oh, we're coming back to that. I forgot. Um, episode seven. That was it. Was better the... than episode eight. I'm trying to think of what happened. Because episode um, seven was the was the Pietro hit found um, Monica peeking in the 
back, and this is the Agatha Harkness reveal. No, I thought that was episode seven. Yeah, that was episode seven. Um, I would say they both have the same ratings with me, both seven and eight. I would say seven was just a... I like the Kat Dennings and Paul Bettany interaction. I really loved that. I loved her... I just think that they need more scenes in the future together. Um, I think seeing Spectrum for the first time, how her point of view, or like her view in the world, getting that kind of introduction was something that I didn't know I needed. It's kind of refreshing to see like a beginning of that going into Captain Marvel 2 for her. Um, seeing Wanda kind of use her abilities, I always love seeing her use her abilities. So anytime she does, I always give it, I always love that good rating for her. Um, just because there's so many like ways she can use her magic and there's so many new possibilities um and then the Agatha Harkness rating at the end is kind of what pushed me to the eight because I just loved just how not it was evil but it was very like melodramatic for me just her holding the bunny and saying oh darling I'm Agatha Harkness and then we get the it's Agatha all along (laughs) and I won't sing it for you but um that reveal along with just the song the intro song was it was a chef's kiss for me so that's kind of why I give it just a higher rating and kind of give it like up top there just because it was just such an outspoken episode that I didn't know we kind of they could have the way I see it is they could have just given her that introduction they could she could just said that and then they went along with the it's Agatha all along intro so it's kind of just like both mixed in together like you didn't know you needed the intro song until it came along um but yeah, that, that's the only reason why I gave Seven such a high rating is because it just went over and beyond with everything, especially Catherine Hahn. Like, just her suspicious looks, her sus- like, you knew kind of going into the end of episode seven that some shit was going on, that she wasn't really being, like, a faithful neighbor and that she was kind of hiding something. Like, you could tell just with the, how creepy the house was, too. Um, but episode nine going into it, I agree with you. I'm kind of just, I'm going in, I'm hoping to feel thrilled. I'm hoping to have set an ending that I was hoping for, um, which I know we just talked about saying, like, we shouldn't really go into it with these expectations. But um, like how you said with X-Men and Silver Surfer and Galactus, I think the thing that would do it for me, obviously, it's very, it's the Doctor Strange thing. I think genuinely for me, if he, if he did show for the 30 seconds, even five seconds, I would be completely satisfied. That would put me at ease. Um, but other, but if he doesn't, I'll still be at ease. I'll still love the show. I'll still love what they did with it. I'll see. I, I still do think that the way they're going to end it is that it's going to end somehow with her going into Doctor Strange's film. I think that just makes the most sense for m- my mind. But again, uh, I, I am think trusting the, the show. You think it's which way? I think Wanda expands the multiverse and it's Doctor Strange is going into Wanda's world rather than okay. Wanda going into Doctor Strange's, if if you get what I'm saying. No, I, I yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, but I just feel like with, like, I'm saying I think the ending of the show will lead into what Doctor Strange is going to be about, kind of. But again, I could be wrong. That's just my theory. That's just what I'm kind of going into with this finale um I think it's gonna be a fantastic ending for 
them as a couple kind of i think it's going to be a conclusion and see like where it leads into in the future for them um i don't think we're gonna get galactus i think that would be more of a doctor strange film i feel like that would be more of a nod in that film than it is this but i could be wrong i do hope we get some kind of x-men kind of nod um but again i don't really want to give hopes and feelings because i really again like we said before i don't want to come out disappointed but i I'm just, I see so many different possibilities with this finale, but I already under, I know Matt Shankman is probably having something else in mind and I want to love what he does with it. So I'm trying to go in with an open mind and that's what I've said to my sister. I've said that to Cassie. I've said that to multiple people going in with an open mind. I'm trying not to think about what the ending has in store for us. Um, because I was very upset when John Krasinski did not pop out as <laughs> Reed Richards. When we didn't get that reveal, I was like, well, crap, there's my $10. But also, Zach was right. So I think that I'm going to trust Matt Shankman as a director. He's done such a good job so far. Um, but yeah, I think I think that this ending is going to be something that people will enjoy. They'll either bitch about it or they will... It'll be talked about for a long time until we get our next show. But is there anything else you want to discuss with WandaVision before we move on? I think I know who the aerospace engineer is. Why do you think you know this? You just saw a spoiler. No. Oh. It's just something that's been going around on the Twitter sphere, and now I'm considering it, and now okay. I'm I'm I'm. Now I want it because it suits what I want. But are we talking about Blue Marvel? Different... No. Oh, who who are we talking about? I'm really curious. Cause do talking you think about... okay. Do you think we'll get the aerospace engineer in the finale? Like, maybe that's the last couple minutes, and then that kind of leads into an open book for them? I I wonder. Hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder if we'll get Beast from X-Men. But we'll I get did. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer's Beast from X-Men. I did hear that. Which will I did. fit... Paul Bettany's whole idea of someone he's always wanted to work with because Kelsey Grammer's been a lo- around for a long time. I think Kelsey Grammer's Beast is one that we all know and love. And I think that will then open the floodgates for X-Men. But, again... Like actual Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer or the Beast version? Actual, actual Kelsey Grammer. Actual Beast Kelsey Grammer. I think we'll oh. get Kelsey Grammer as Beast again. As an idea. Really? Because obviously, obviously they played us with the whole Pietro Quicksilver bit, right? Yeah. Which then makes me feel like if we're going to bring anyone back, who who's someone who would make sense? Obviously, Beast is a sort of aerospace engineer in the comics. That does make sense. He's yeah. an actor who's been around before Paul Bettany. So obviously Paul Bettany would know about him if 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 the whole Paul Bettany actor he's always wanted to work with thing is true. 
you know, from Kelsey Grammer's in Cheers to, you know, like, I mean, like, or Fraser's, sorry, chills. not Cheers. So that could be a possibility, and I think that would freak me out. That would, like, that would explode freak me my out. mind. But, again, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's, it's something that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. But I did see I comic would... books shared it, and, I, and you talking about it gave me chills because thinking about it, it does make the most sense other than, I mean, it's already stated that Magneto is not really her father in this, in this universe. Um, right. So bringing him in kind of doesn't make sense to me unless it was stated earlier before, like, oh, yeah, she was do- if she was adopted, it would, it, for me, I'd be like, okay, maybe it, there's a possibility of Magneto showing up and doing the I am your father bit, but... Um, she has stated, Elizabeth Lawson did state that there is a Luke Skywalker kind of entrance. So what if it is Kelsey Grammer's beast? What if that is, cause I don't think that Benedict Cumberpatch is at the level yet of a Luke Skywalker entrance, no, but what if the neither, beast is? Neither do I think. Neither do I think Michael Fassbender is. And that's the thing I've been trying to get at, is I don't which think is Michael Fassbender I've, is that. Which is why I've constantly been saying Ian McKellen or maybe um, Pat Someone from Stewart, an OG X-Men. Someone from an OG movie. movie. Correct. That would have that appeal. Because we, if we're talking Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, we're talking about years ago. So who would have that? similar appeal i think now, kelsey grammar would be kate kelsey grammar correct mm-hmm. i think i mean for that like i loved him at, in the original x-men he was fantastic i think bringing him back for this would definitely open up floodgates again and i don't want to get my hopes up in in process of this but it is something that has been overlooked i did see comic book shared it a few days ago and I was like, okay, maybe maybe bringing him back. Because I don't think Nicholas Holt... Nicholas Holt isn't like a Luke Skywalker kind of introduction as the Beast. No. Um, I no. think... And that's something I've said a few weeks ago in, the, in this podcast was that if they're doing a Luke Skywalker kind of entrance, Luke Skywalker type of person, it would have to be someone from the original X-Men. It would have to be somebody who the fans know and love and would have to be a kind of grand entrance that you wouldn't expect. And I think Kelsey Grant, out of all of them, because Halle Berry's storm has been thrown into the mix as well, but I don't think she would... It would have to be someone who would make sense to the storyline and not just kind of thrown in, because that would kind of piss me off if they just threw someone in for the fans' satisfaction. Mm -hmm. But having Kelsey Grammer come in, I absolutely agree. I think that would be mind-blowing whether it's for two seconds or two minutes um but you think that he's the aerospace because matt matt uh shankman even said that we haven't really met the aerospace engineer i don't think the person monica met up with is that person no i don't either is not the the um the soldier i mean i'm only spitballing no, I, I think it's. So I, I love I, it because I don't know. you're doing what but I, I, I do. I, but I, it's, it, again, we're still waiting to hear back on the Paul Bettany thing because it because obviously we've been told that Paul Bettany dug himself a hole in in saying all of that. So whether Paul Bettany's going to come out and say something, but the director could be saying that the director could be saying that to say it, or he could, or because they're being asked a lot of questions about it. So maybe the hype is that. 
I mean, it could just be hyped up or it could just be Paul Bettany talking out of his ass, but I don't think Paul Bettany would do that. I mean, he's even well, said it in think... interviews before. He's like, snitches get ditch- snitches end up in ditches. So I think... Right. I don't think he But I don't think he was fans. snitching. I think he could have been trolling. Could have been you trolling. think he was trolling? Could have been. I think he said it and it didn't mean to go viral, but it did. Hmm. Who knows? There's so there's so many options as to what could we'll happen in this finale. Yeah, we'll find out in two days. Um, I am definitely trying to wake up at 6 a.m. to watch this because I know if I don't wake up at 6 a.m. exactly to watch this episode on Friday, I cannot go on social media at all. I already don't. know. I know there's going to be so many spoilers. I've already stated this. I'm going to try and wake up, get my ass out of bed, and watch the 50-minute episode because I had Pietra ruined for me. Fair. So what's next? All right. So the the other thing I wanted to discuss with you was um, Snyder Cut. We have to go into mm-hmm. DC because I know that that's mm-hmm. your forte as well. Um, mm-hmm. So the one thing I will say, I'll start with the, my reaction to it because I'm interested to okay. hear yours. Um, so Snyder Cut, Snyder Cut full trailer. <laughs> Try saying that five times fast. Um, came out on Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day, correct? Wow, that was a while ago. Um, so I've had a long time to process, because I know we did discuss it a week ago. Um, I had a lot longer to process and kind of think about the trailer. Um, still kind of a little underwhelming for me, but that's just me as a person. I'm not, like, DC isn't really something I I look too much into. Um, but I think... <sighs> There's, there's so much still going on in the trailer that it did overwhelm me a little bit, I will say. Um, but I'm interested to see what has been redone. I'm interested to see the storyline that Zack Snyder originally created with this world. Because he did say, to, I did read an interview today with him, that he did want this to go on for two more films. And sadly, it won't as of right now. But I think that we're going to, I love that we're going to see the... Barry Allen and um, Iris West kind of connection. I love that we're going to see. And it did kill me that we it the final runtime is four hours and one minute and 23 seconds. Um, I think it will open up um, doors for these characters. I think that it'll lead into a good Flash film. I think we will finally get to see the Batfleck that Snyder wanted everyone to see. Um, I, I think that Jared Leto's Joker looks absolutely, and it's going to come out in a weird way. He looks beautiful. I think that this is a good version of Joker that we are meant to see instead of the air cut version that we got with all the gangster look. I think, which nothing was really wrong with that, but it wasn't like, I, I think that this will make Jared Leto tap, Jared Leto tap more into that Joker side and we will get more of a psychotic type of Joker. Um, whether it is a dream version for Batman or if it's realistic for him. Um, the trailer, I'm going to rate it a 7.5 out of 10 for me just because I there was so much going on. I did get chills, I will say. I, I did like gasp a couple times. Um, CGI looks phenomenal. Stephen Wolf looks amazing. The sequences look like they're going to be out of this world. I think that all these characters are going to get so much more 
I think we're going to get so much more character out of this and so much more of a plot line and so much more background to it that I am going to not know how to stop watching. Um, but yeah, that's just my point of view. I think it's going to be a great film. I know you're still kind of a little hesitant going into it. No? You don't think so? No. All right. Well, that no. that's just my point of view. I will allow... I will give you the microphone. <laughs> I love you had to adjust your cap. <laughs> I've I've watched this trailer now uh, probably four times. Fair. I watched it four times. And I'm hyped. I think that I'm glad. I think yeah it's honestly though, I'm not upset Zack Sander doesn't have the ability to make this a two, three movie stint, like I think just make the damn thing. I think that's the goal. I think too much of... I think too much of it has been that he's been looking towards the future to be able to explain things rather than just focusing on explaining it now or at least like explaining it as best as he can now because the potential is that in the next four years we'll get the ability to make two other films to justify that first film and i think that's bogus i think that he should just make the damn thing and do it now so i'm hoping that yes it's going to be long being four hours but i'm hoping that it covers all bases in that four hours that it feels like a cohesive story than something that is going to stretch you know another four to six years down the line um, that's one thing. Two, it looks freaking beautiful. The whole thing mm-hmm. looks amazing. And I, even today, I was watching a trailer, side-by-side comparison of Zack Snyder's trailer versus Joss Whedon's trailer. Oh, okay. And you see the bits that Zack shot and the new stuff that he's added in the trailer and the old stuff that Joss Whedon had access to that he color graded differently and everything. Zach's trailer looks brighter. It's it's more muted color palette, but it looks brighter. It's more defined. There's more things going on that makes it more interesting. Um, I I'm interested to see, like you said, with Batfleck. I'm in- interested to see with Gal Gadot. Obviously, mm-hmm. the thing is, he seems like the grandfather for these characters, and it's more interesting to me to see him finally birth these characters and finally get them out there to the point that they mm-hmm. should they should be. Um, but it's a stunning trailer. It's a stunning trailer, and the movie comes out in in what? In one week. Oh, no, it's it comes on the eighteenth, so it'll two weeks. About. It's a Sunday. It comes out on a Sunday. March eighteenth is when it comes out, so just about. So okay, wow. So we get Falcon and Winter Soldier on a Friday, and then we get Snyder Cut on a Sunday. And I, I genuinely think it's going to be fantastic. I think there's going to be portions where I'm going to find it very slow. I think that's just me naturally with. Zack Snyder, sometimes I just lose interest, but I'm hoping that Mm -hmm. for the most part, it just picks up the pace and it really just moves, I hope. Um, 
But I, I, I'm giving it right now an eight out of ten. Nine. Okay. Out, close to a nine. Eight. Eight point five. I would say. I'm gonna. I would say that. I would say that's fair. Eight out of ten. The trailer just for me, like I, I don't know what it is. Like just trailers for me, like. I think because we were given so much in the Snyder Cut trailer that I was like, okay, what's really going on with it? But I, I again, I think, I think to, that that comes with due time. It's going to, I think I'm you have, have to see to the comparison. It. I think you have to see the old trailer That's and look what at I'm the new do trailer after this. and see, because yes, he added new stuff, but the new stuff is fantastic. Oh, and then so Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, that also gave me chills. Right. I was like, okay, we're getting the actual Lex Luthor. Like we're getting... Which I hope he gets more into character with it, with, with it being like that, like method, method wise. I think we'll see a more psychotic Lex. Um, but any more thoughts on Snyder Cut trailer? Any more thoughts mm-hmm. on what on your hopes? Um, are, and I do want to briefly, briefly mention. Um, so I know you haven't seen Superman and Lois yet, but something I've been talking about for a couple weeks. Um, I watched the first episode. They had a two-hour premiere, and oh my god, uh, Kara and I were blown away. I highly recommend to watch it. Her and I are watching episode two tomorrow. Um, I think I said this to you over text, too, that it was um, beautifully a beautiful opening. We get characters that we've we've loved before. Um, I, it was very easy to guess who was who when I first saw it. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but do you plan to watch it, right? I've been trying to. For the last week, I have been trying my hardest to watch it. But for some reason, the CW is not allowing me to watch the pilot. I don't know why. I lo- I go in every almost every day to try and watch it because I'm really interested because I've seen good things. And just because I want to know. And, and- I really cannot watch it. The first episode drew in, I'm going to get this number wrong. I want to say 1.6 million, but that's such a low-balling number for a show. Um, the first episode brought in so many viewers that they've already renewed it for season two. Like, I that, know, it, it, I it know. Takes, and it normally takes a, a show the first half of a season, I would say, at least up to like episode four or five it takes. And for them to do that, like I saw it and... Tyler Hoechlin, who plays Superman, phenomenal ass job, phenomenal. When he was in the crossover, no, I'm I'm being dead serious. Like no, this is I, something I, I will. I'm not I'm not talking about that. I'm gonna tell you what what I've heard, okay. but you can finish. So seeing him in the crossover episodes, I wasn't so sure with him and um the the woman who plays Lois, and I always forget her name, but. The crossover shows when they were first introduced, I was not a fan. I was like, "Oh shit, they're giving them and they're giving another Superman show." Come on. Watching their connection and their chemistry and like everything that they do in the first episode, I was completely drawn in by them. I love I think I loved it almost as much as I loved Smallville, their connection because Erica Durance and um Tom Welling have such compelling and amazing chemistry that I was like okay there's no one that can that can live up to them but they do for me at least um just everything about the show where they're leading into it the dark components of it it's amazing and like the reveal at the end when they when they give off a reveal of this certain person I I kind of screamed because I was like okay 
off the bat, we're, we're starting strong. So I, I love I love every component that they're doing with this. They're giving it really a dark and twisty kind of tint, twing to the show. And I love, or tang, and I love it so much that I'm, I'm, it's been a struggle not to watch episode two yet without Kara. Um, but what were you going to say? So what, what did you hear? A rumor that oh, Warner Brothers intends to replace Henry Cavill with Tyler because Henry's contract, I think, expires next year. And oh. obviously there are people who are very attached to Henry Cavill as Superman. Yes. But again, the idea of, as an actor, Henry's obviously always looking for the next best thing. Obviously, he's doing a great job with The Witcher, and I think that's got a new season coming out soon. He's got other projects coming out, He's got other projects. While the success with Tyler as Superman kind of points towards a new reboot of Superman with a different director and... Because, you know, once the Snyder Cut is over, there's no further expansion of that. Right, yeah. so we because we, we lose Ben Affleck, we get Gal Gadot for another. You don't really lose movie. Ben Affleck yet because he's in the Flash. Well, f- so we Flash, but Flash. what happens after that? Because now we have we got Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. We don't know what's gonna yeah. happen there, but I think the consensus is that we won't get enough of Ben Affleck in the Flash for it to be for us to see a continuation of Ben Affleck. Because obviously we got. Our bats as Batman, so um, I'm so excited. <laughs> that's another thing too, and then obviously, um, we'll see how the Flash goes because we we may get more Ezra. We don't know again with the with the background and all of that. So there is a potential for a new revitalized version of the Justice League later on. And it could tie in with the shows. It's a rumor. I don't know. But I think there's a, there's a possibility. I think if people enjoy Superman and Lois as much as they seem to, I think he's a shoo-in for that I, role moving forward. I'll say I wouldn't be mad because you have to, I would say for you before like going into your thoughts on like him being the new Superman of of DCEU, the DCEU, I would watch, I would try and watch this first episode like you have been. I would, I would watch the first episode and make your consensus then because I can honestly, after watching this first episode with him and seeing how he plays both Clark Kent and Superman and how like flawlessly he does it, but that's just also me. Like I'm not being biased because I have seen him in other things, but I do love him as a, I love him as an actor. I think he has been overshadowed in other roles um i think teen wolf really did take him off it took his career off and then i think because i have seen him, seen him in that comedic role and i've seen him in dramatic roles i think this show is really showing that side of him and i wouldn't be upset if if they did do a reboot of a film of a superman film with him to introduce him more to that dceu version instead of just like the dc show I think it'd be a fantastic fantastic idea personally. I mean, we both know how much I love Henry Cavill. I think he does a fantastic job as Clark Kent. But 
if they did decide not to renew his contract, if they did decide, okay, let's um, take on Tyler Hoechlin and, and Elizabeth Tulock, I think is her name. I think it's Elizabeth Tulock um, as the new Superman and Lois. I wouldn't be mad. I think that that would... Because for me, and you know how much I love Amy Adams as Lois Lane. I always defend her. I personally think that Elizabeth Tulock and uh, Tyler Holcomb have better chemistry in the show than they do in the movie. Because in the show, like, I will tell you this. They are already established. You see the background. They are established couple. So you see how they work well together. And you see just the dynamic between the two and she's not phased by anything that happened so it's just I I in her, you just have to see her as a journalist too we don't really see her much as a journalist in this first episode but I think personally I think you will be a little blown away by the acting and the chemistry they have so that's all I'll say about it is I think that it would be a fantastic idea to already bring him in and I think that with Arbats too, I think that maybe going forward that they will just use that and then do a reboot in the next few years once he's already established more as Batman and maybe bring him into future projects with a new cast. I do agree with that. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to say don't sleep on Superman and Lois. It's such a good show. Already, like already episode one, I was blown, blown away by it. But we already have, we have so much still to go with it. And they, like, it just sets up for such a good season. Um, but yeah, I, I would give it so far like an 8 out of 10. Um, I am surprised though, because didn't they say last year that Henry Cavill was supposed to return? Because didn't his contract get renewed? Uh, Superman? Unless, yeah, because there was rumors last year in the beginning of 2020 well, that he was coming back. Well, remember... Well, remember, this is Zach's last thing. Oh. This isn't. There's nothing else after this. So, and if, I would say, if they do, if they do, I'll be, I'll be happy because obviously, I would like to keep Henry Cavill as Superman. But yeah, I, I think since Zack Snyder is not the creative force of the DCEU moving forward, and obviously he has his own movie, Army of the Dead, coming out soon, and everything else he's doing um, with HBO, I I wouldn't be surprised to see a refresh. And I think after all the controversy and everything... I think it's needed. It's happened at, at, for the at Warner Brothers. I think I wouldn't be surprised to see a refresh. Um... I think Warner Brothers have learned their lesson that they do need a creative force behind all of it. I think now it's kind of searching to find who is that person that could be our Kevin Feige in a way. Um, that we get fresh stories. That we get someone who advocates for female directors. That we get someone who... They get more Patty Jenkins in the DCEU because we need more that... I mean, Patty Jenkins does a phenomenal job, but we need more female directors for these films. We need right. more female directors for any kind of film, especially... But it's, like, Zach, but it's Zach who is responsible for Patty Jenkins. And I think that's that's the thing. Is, is, and even Patty Jenkins owes a lot to Zack Snyder for, for finding Gagano and for setting it up yeah. for her. Um, not that Patty Jenkins doesn't deserve her flowers because obviously she does but I'm just saying like I think 
it's it's become very apparent that you do need that creative force that is going to oversee a lot of these things but i think another thing is like somebody i don't know where i was listening to this but think about the fact that james gunn served as as a character um uh, I forgot the term, but basically, whenever the Guardians of the Galaxy are used in other films, they consult with James Gunn about the oh. characters because he's the yeah. one who set them up in the first place. And I think that's what happened eventually is Zack was that person, but now that Zack's now like stepping away from everything and focusing on his own projects, I think this is more reason why there's probably going to be a refresh because now you need somebody else to look over who are these characters. Part of me hopes it's Matt Reeves. That they look at Matt Reeves and like, if if the Batman kills, then they're like, hey, can you be that guy to kind of reboot this and, and find interesting ways? I hope ways. he stays on. But, I hope Matt we'll Reeves... See. We'll see. We'll see. Honestly, part of me also yeah. wants the Batman to be a standalone thing and just be what it is and, and, and love it for what it is. But I I would be interested to see someone like Matt Reeves in the driver's seat and see where it goes. If we can get more independent directors that are... Because part of me also feels like Kevin Feige is finally starting to like loosen the reins on Marvel material. And is well, now like starting since... to allow directors to direct and call upon directors who would not be thought of as Marvel directors to direct his material. And I think DC could learn from that as well and start really expand. I don't think DC, but DC has been doing it for before Marvel. I do, I do think we've had different looks from DC and I think that's what makes DC so interesting is you get different visions from different directors. But I, I do think that does need to be a sense of cohesiveness in the DCEU because sometimes it does get confusing. I think there's a nice safety net with Marvel is that you get, you know what you're expecting to get in a way. But I like, well, I like Feig- the new adventure. With Kevin Feige, I'll say that I think loosening the reins a bit, I think after like the, the big two projects came out, I think now it's like, okay, now we're going into something new where it's not going to be as like, he stated that nothing will be as big as Infinity War and Endgame as of yet. That's going to, that phase four and phase five, the villains are going to be, every couple movies are going to be resolved. It's not going to be a, bu- a big buildup, which is where I think the loosening of the reins is coming in. Cause he's like, okay, now that we're past this big story, we're going to go into this, but I'm going to loosen the reins a bit because that's, that story is over. Um, I do agree with you. I hope Matt Reeves ju- does stay in. I hope that he does, I hope that the Batman does so well that they want to keep him on, that he does become kind of like the new Snyder of the DCU, that maybe eventually they will bring in our bats, but I think that's a while away. We still won't get it till next year, 2022. I think March 2022, or whenever they said. Um, but again, I think they even still were filming until last month, from what um, Colin Farrell said. So I think it's hard to tell what's going to happen right now with either Marvel or DCEU. I think we have to wait until Snyder Cut comes out to see where these stories will lead off to again, um, to see how Aquaman 
2 plays out. There's been so many rumors with that to see how Wonder Woman 3 comes out. Hopefully it's better than the second one. See how The Flash plays out with Batfleck and Michael Keaton. See what they do with those characters. See if they do develop into anything else for another film or how The Flash plays out. Um, as we know, Ray Fisher with that whole thing, we're not getting any more cyborg as of right now with him. Um, which I don't want to touch too much into that, but that is an unfortunate situation. And it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad something was just said by him. But again, like, that's just something going on in, in that world that just finally came to light. Um, but yeah, I think with these characters, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Snyder Cut's version is. I am very excited. Um, do you have any final thoughts on anything we've talked about with DC? Snyder Cut, Marvel, WandaVision, anything? No. You said all you needed to? As always. As always. You don't got... I'm just the one that rambles on. <laughs> um, you the said only it, thing not I me. Will, I know. I, I'll call myself. I don't care. Um, the only thing I will say, and then I'll be done, is that um, I hope fans are... Going into WandaVision episode 9, the finale with an open mind. I hope that they don't think too, too much into it. I hope that we get something that's thrilling, yet closing for this chapter of Wanda's life. Um, and we will dive more into Snyder Cut when it gets closer. We have two weeks, two more weeks. Then we have Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I just, I think it's all very exciting projects, and I'm very sad that WandaVision is ending, because I feel like, honestly, I feel like we just started talking about WandaVision like a week ago, and now we're already on the finale. Like, it's it's wild for me. <laughs> what? No. No. I feel, like, I feel like we've been talking about this thing forever. Well, we were talking about it way before it even came out. We've been talking about it since, like, last year when we saw the official trailer at D23. Like, it's... Or not D23. Really? Yeah. It's been, like, Disney three did, months we've been day. talking about this, really, like, in depth. I know, but it's crazy to think now that the finale is here and that we're, like, okay, we've seen everything we need to see. What is going to happen? Who is going to show up? Is anyone going to show up? That's kind of, like, where my crazy mind is going right now but i'm trying to tone it down for us and for everybody else i'm trying to be like okay <laughs> um but yeah i mean that that's all i had to say i hope that next week we have we're we're sticking with our theories <laughs> awesome well that was another episode of twss that's what she said with zach and Nicole. See you guys next week.